Hello and welcome to the Unofficial Clutch Podcast. I am your host, Matt, manager of the San Diego Armada. And this episode is a special episode because it's the very first one that is done live and in person with the guest. And our guest this week is none other than... Navarre Moore of the Seattle Melonheads. Coming to you live from the cozy confines of Carlsbad. So first up, uh, we're going to talk about the base set. All-Star Game set has yet to be shipped to us as of this recording. Hopefully by the time it gets posted, it's been shipped. Otherwise, I have a feeling there's going to be lots of nagging on the uh, Slack. But we're going to go through position by position, talk about our top player at that top card at that position, someone who we, un- who we think is undervalued, and then a guy who we would actually roster in a, in a tournament-eligible team. So we'll start with catcher. For me, the top catcher is Buster Posey. I used him in uh, our high heat league. He's a 13 on base, L plus one. He's got a slugging icon and an out of only four. I I actually have Posey too. Oh, okay. Um, I love me some on base. And if you're paying for that much, you need to get someone with good on base. His power numbers aren't the best, but I mean, definitely compensates with the high on base, lower out and uh, plus eight defense with the slugging icon. He's one of the best overall catchers. And I definitely prefer him over Gary Sanchez, who just has the 12 on base. And the, the nice thing about the slugging icon, too, is it helps out with his lack of power mm. because uh, if you get some strat cards, he can still reasonably hit a home run. For a guy I'd actually roster who I haven't yet, Wilson Ramos, six defense, which is good enough, especially if you got if you plan on your pitchers being a little higher to get you to that, mag- which seems like a magical number of 10. And he's only 300 salary. He gets on base at seven, and he has a natural home run. Yeah, I like Ramos a lot. I, that's not who I picked. I went, I went a little close to home. I picked Mike Zanino. I was going to guess you are going to pick him, because I noticed him too, yeah. He, I mean, which is, it's fair. I'm not being that biased. But for 240 and 11 on base, 7 defense catcher, and 19 plus homer, the, that's a pretty good deal for 240. And the, while the 7's not incredible, again, he's less than 250. Like, that's, that's a good deal for those power numbers. All right, uh, we'll go to undervalued catchers. For me, this guy I am actually going to be rostering on my Salty League team, which we'll talk about later. But it's uh, George Alfaro, um, who we've talked about a little bit on the Slack. 11 on base with an R of plus 2. He singles on a 6, which is the lowest you can get in this set, I believe. I'm pretty sure it's 6 is the lowest you can single. It's possible. I know there's a lot of people if they it's, outload. It's, it's up there. Yeah, if they and, outload, then they walk And higher. considering he's only 290 salary, and he can hit a natural home run, and his defense is pretty good, too, at 8. So Yeah, plus 13 against righties. Yeah, yeah. for less than 300. Yeah, that's, that is a good deal. I picked Jason Castro, and the whole reason why is 7 on base, 11 R plus 1 on base, uh, sorry, seven defense, and he's only one twenty-five. That's a huge bargain for someone who can get twelve on base against most pitchers. His big thing is that high out, the unnatural home run. But again, for one twenty-five, it, it's such a steal. All right, so we'll move up over to first base. For me, the top first baseman is Freddie Freeman. He's a lefty, which is nice because it seems like a lot of the quote-unquote power guys are right-handed. So you need something to balance out the lineup. He's got sixteen speed as well, which also helps on the base pass. Most of the other quote-unquote power hitting guys, again, don't have great speed. And he has a natural a home run of 10, an out of 4, and he singles at singles at 10. 
Nice. I so I picked this guy named Fredward, uh, who plays <laughs> in Atlanta. Hmm, I haven't heard of him before. Yeah, he also has the fourteen <laughs> on base and B speed and the natural home rate. He's I mean, you nailed it. He's he's such a good bargain and he's so talented. He's not gonna break your bank, but at the same time you're definitely getting for what you pay. Yeah. And and to uh clarify, we each individually came up with these raw these these names on our own. So if we if we uh, say the same person, it's just a natural uh, coming together of minds. Means he's that good, and you need to roster. Yeah, him. <laughs> yeah. For actual, I went with uh, my boy Eric Hosmer. Again, he's another good kind of mid-range for salary. He's a twelve R plus one. So against righties, he's going to be a thirteen, which is right up there. Uh, he singles at nine, and he also has a slugging icon and a Gold Glove icon. Um, again, slugging makes it. I think he's a twenty-one home run. Yeah, twenty-one. So plus. the slugging helps. You get that down to you know, potentially a natural roll 20 with the strat card. And then a gold glove is always helpful because you should ideally also have a shortstop with a gold glove icon. And again, strats, that'll bump uh, uh, infield throw or play up. Yeah, part of the reason why I loved Hosmer is that uh, basically any double play that you turn, you could play how about that on it. While it doesn't necessarily come into, pl- come into play that often, it's nice having that, especially with a web gem, just like a free bump. Very subtle. But uh, very rewarding. I did not pick Hosmer, despite him being on my high heat team. What if I told you that for, I believe, five points less, you can get an extra on base with the same defense and miles better clutch? Oh! Yeah? It's a good deal, right? You're talking about Joe Maurer? Joe Maurer. Okay. Such a good deal. Um, 14 on base versus righties, plus two clutch. His biggest vices is going to be that E speed and the 22 plus homer. But are you kidding me? Like 14 homer with the plus two clutch, you can use prime time. Um, all of a sudden, he has a natural homer roll. He's, I, I think he's such a good deal. And I'm, I've definitely rostered him on some of my future teams behind a player that I will mention later that I'm sure you know exactly who it is. So. Joe Maurer, it's such a value. It's interesting, I, looking at uh, the spreadsheet here, first base is probably a good position to, uh, to snag lefty for your lineup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody we've mentioned so far is lefty, and most of the uh, top salary guys in first base are lefty, with the exception of Mr. Paul Goldschmidt. Undervalued, I went with a guy that will most likely be on my Salty League roster as well, and that is Uneski Grell. He's uh, 11, R plus 1 on base, he singles on six, which again is one of the lowest. Uh, he only has an out of four, and he's only he's again he's less than three hundred points. He's two hundred ninety points, and he has a clutch of plus one as well. He doesn't naturally homer, but he's only a twenty one. So, yeah, that I think is he a sixteen sixteen double. Yeah, he's a sixteen, 16. double. Yep, that's a that's a really which again good I think that's the one of the lowest. This thing that's the second lowest double. So yeah, after of course I'm someone who might be on your <laughs> your list probably because I think he's on my list too. It's an obvious one. Uh, I think what's hard for me is that I always see him, but I'll see him sandwiched between Zimmerman and Abreu, and I think those I don't know for that extra on base. Um, I know the fielding fielding goes down, but that extra power and the extra on base kind of kind of turns me off for Guriel. I know his defense is a little better, but I take that small knock just to have that extra extra hitting. But I actually went with none of those. Oh, when, no. When you hear undervalued, you might think... Wait, can I, can I make a guess? Oh, go I for think it. I know. You think you know? I, well, I don't. We'll see. Go uh, for it. 
Is it Yonder Alonso? It's not oh, Yonder Alonso. Okay. Right. Although I do like Alonso, I actually went in the completely opposite salary direction and picked Justin Bohr, which <laughs> when you hear undervalue, you don't think four hundred point person, but thirty has the thirteen on base versus righties, the twelve R plus one total, two clutch, two fielding, one through five out, which is pretty decent, and a nineteen plus homer. I think he's one of the most well rounded players in the game. He gives you a huge offensive boost right in the middle of your lineup. You're not you're not sacrificing defense for him. He is a little slow, but you get that with most sluggers in this game. Um, and I think for 400, he's a pretty good deal. Yeah, and really, the only downside to him is he gets out at five, which yeah, is like a five percent, you know, higher than most other elite guys, which is really nothing, especially considering how much cheaper he is. Yeah, and then I mean, there's people who I think six, seven, and eight are all options. Whereas there's very, very few people that um, get out at three and four. So I, I think that one through five is something I'll definitely take for the... It's very, it's an, it's an average. It's an average out number. Yeah, it's an average yeah. Moving on over to second base. My top second baseman is Jose Ramirez. 13 mm. on base, speed of 16 with a slugging icon. We'll talk about the all-star set later, which is why we didn't include them in the in this in this one. But I would say, if we were including as the all-star game ones, I would say his all-star version of the card would be would replace him he got a he he got bumped up to a speed correct if i'm not mistaken for uh the all-star game if not he deserves it i know he's still b speed though speed so i guess he wouldn't count because he's not he's not second base eligible in the all-star set could you imagine if he had we'll get yeah we'll get to the all-star card later but just get excited friends (laughs) all right who's your top uh second baseman uh i went with brian dozier Ah, yes. Um, and his, well-documented love for Brian Dozier. Yeah, and I know a lot of people are going to say there's a little bias there because my fiancé is a Twins fan. Um, but I think he, I think he's one of the very few people in this game that you can literally build any team around him. Um, the, the 12 on base versus righties is a little scary, but it's also not crippling. Um, gets that extra bump against lefties. You got perfect speed, perfect defense, gold glove icon, and a 19-plus homer. You can stick them one through four, the web gem, as we mentioned before. I, th- I think he's just well-rounded. I, after, again, after high heat season and going into Salty League because of my stadium card, which we'll talk about later, I have started looking at speed a lot more, and A-speed guys are semi-hard to come by. There's not like a plethora of A speed guys, and him having A speed, he looks like he's one of three, maybe four or five guys who are second base eligible that have A speed. So I think that has a adds a lot of value. Well, compared to him to DJ Mayhu, who we we talked about in the last podcast yeah. of like who would you take who has D speed, I think that's a big plus in his favor. What's interesting, I don't. It's interesting neither of us picked Altuve. Was that too obvious of an option? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I had him. In the 17, and again, this is just random, but he didn't do well for me, and so I just didn't love him. Sure. So, a silly bias, but a bias <laughs> I have nonetheless. But I think it's interesting that what most people don't like about Daniel Murphy, a lot of people overlook for Altuve because he has that ace speed and all those mm-hmm. icons. But, I mean, do you really want some... You're really going to pay for someone who's 650 and can't homer naturally? That's that's pretty rough. Yeah. I mean, it's only a 21, Homer, but, but yeah. I mean, yeah, Daniel Murphy's only 20. Sorry, I'm a big Daniel Murphy defender because <laughs> yeah. for 580, 14 on base, 1-3 to three out, 16 double, 
you guys need to back off. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go to uh, second second baseman you would actually roster. I went with who did I go with? Uh, he must be he's a multi position guy. Hold on. Ooh, multi position. Uh, is it Jose Ramirez again? again? Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, it is Javier Baez. Oh, excellent choice. What is his second position? Uh, he's short infield. Stop? Is he infield? No, he's short second. He's second shortstop. Uh, he's infield in all star set. Um, he's three fifteen salary. He's got B speed out at five, singles at eight, doubles at seventeen, natural homers, and he's a fielding a three. I didn't um, realize he had a natural homer. That's impressive. Yeah. I went with Joe Panic. As someone who likes his speed, or excuse me, likes his on base, he no longer has B speed. 12 on base, 4 defense, not too amazing at the chart, but he's incredibly average. The two clutch is pretty good. Honestly, he, I just have nothing to complain about him. He's, and he's a lefty. Yeah, he's <laughs> a lefty, which lefty second basements are very, very hard to come by. Other than obviously like Robinson Cano, yeah. which I, Cano was actually there before. The reason why I'm with Panic over Cano is because he's about 80 points less. Obviously, the power numbers are down, but the defense is there and the clutch is there. Actually, I think Cano has plus two clutch, too. Retract that. Can I switch my answer, Cano? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can, because I, I was a fan of Cano, especially in the 17 set, too. He was really, he's, really good. he's a sneaky good card. Yeah. So in the 17, he was incredibly sneaky good yeah. because he was, he was behind, I'd say he's like, he was like eighth or ninth best. But he has one. He had one of the best charts. Yeah. Um. I think it's just he was very well rounded, but how how salary was stacked, it just looked like he wasn't very good compared to other second basemen. All right. So we'll move on to undervalued players for second base. I will name mine, but I'm not going to get into the reasons why because we're going to talk about it later. This is my hottest of hot takes, fresh oh, off, man. fresh out of the hot take oven. My guy that I, I say is the most undervalued second baseman. Um, is none other than how do you say his name? R- Runged, rogued, runed, runed, odor, odor. It's odor, odor. That's my that's my undervalued guy, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll. I have a feeling we'll be talking several minutes about him later in the show. Who? So who's your undervalued second baseman? I went with Yon Mankata. Two twenty can have twelve on base against righties. Um, the two clutch, B speed. Three fielding, you might say, is too good to be true. Um, the <laughs> one to eight out is what's yeah. killer. But, I mean, for 21-plus homer and the rest of those stats that come before the chart, it's a pretty good deal for 220. And I think you can live with, like, a one... Like, you can live with a eight out if he's a, he's a 12 on base. So you have okay odds of getting on his chart. Yeah. It would be different if he was, like, a, a one of the guys who's, like, a 10, R plus one, or, you know, 11... Then that's a little rougher, but out of twelve against righties, you got you're you're okay to get on his card and out, and you can kind of live with that eight eighth uh, out. I think what also what I like about him is I've recently kind of fell in infatuation. I won't say in love uh, with the American Chicago Stadium because I believe it's a double on the batter's chart is becomes a single and. Um, when you get Mankata in there, you know, plus three at second base, it's you know, one off of the max. Um, he's going to help with that, help you turn double plays in when the stadium affects it. Sorry, when the stadium drops it down to a single. And then when you come up to bat, he blocks the stadium effect. Uh, and he's a switch hitter. 
And he's, he's got positive. Right? I think he might have said that, but he has positive two clutch. So that's good. That's not bad. A little cold blooded on there, make him fourteen versus righties. Like that's, I could live with that. All right, continuing on our way. Next position will be shortstop. Top shortstop for me, Francisco Lindor. Excellent um, choice. I would take him over Seager. He's similar to Seager in a lot of regards, and he's hundred. He's ninety five points cheaper. And really, for those 95 points, you're giving up one on base, one uh, one out more. Um, they both have a slugging icon, both homer at 21, and he's better fielder. So I think he's kind of... 420 is easier to get into a team than a 515, especially if I don't feel like Seager is a, an elite card. And once you get over 500, to me, that card kind of really has to be... There's so many good, especially first for first base and like DH... To get you could get you know first bit two first baseman of 500 that could go in either slot that would be way uh, much better hitting chart and Seager has a four fielding which is fine but it's four fielding four or five fielding for shortstop isn't super hard to come by. I went with Corey Seager <laughs> for mine, which is great because you got to defend Lindor and now I get to defend Corey Seager. All right, let's hear um, it. Well, I. How many times can I am I allowed to say on base before I get kicked off? <laughs> so the on base I think is huge, um, especially if you're paying for someone that much. You do want someone with a high on base that's able to anchor your offense. Something I notice you so willing and glazed over is that Corey Seager also doubles one number lower than Lindor. Yep. Um, and if you have someone like Seager in your two or three slot, um, that extra extra double is pretty huge. And then the four out, it's yes, yes, he is only. He is, Flindor is 90 points cheaper, but um, that extra on base, that lower out and that lower double, that, that adds up to about there. Um, but like you said before, four and five isn't that much difference. Um, so I'll definitely take that huge offensive boost. Sorry, huge is a little drastic. <laughs> Great offensive boost at the sacrifice of one fielding. See, I think that's an interesting debate because we're talking about two different players and the difference between them is really like slim margins yes so it's just really it comes down to like do you want to spend that extra 95 points on this position or would you rather save those 95 points and use them elsewhere and like the whichever choice you make you're getting roughly the same player it's just can you use those 95 points elsewhere to upgrade another spot significantly more and in some cases you might and in other cases like that 95 points won't help you i i think for me what uh what, what kind of turns me off about Lindor is that he's very similar point value to Trey Turner. And if I'm spinning around that realm, you know, give me that give me that little extra boost in speed. Um, get, he, he triples at triples at 20 and has the lower. Like, he has a, Trey Turner has a better chart than both Seager and Lindor. Well, I have him as my undervalued card. Oh, well, let's, let's go into undervalued. Yeah, let's go into undervalued. talk about that. Uh, yeah, him. Uh, his biggest knock is he's only a three fielding, and for me, when I'm looking at shortstops, that's the position I rely on for fielding. Mm -hmm. um, and so at three, that it's a big turnoff for me. But other than that, he got four, out at four, singles at seven, which is two better than Lindor and Seager, and he doubles at 17, which is what uh, same as Seager, better than Lindor. Uh, and he's got a stolen base icon as well, and he has A speed versus B speed. And the triple. Can't forget the triple. Yeah, the One triple. of the few people that can yeah. actually use the Chicago National Park. 
And uh, I, you mentioned this to me before, but his biggest downside is he's got negative three clutch. Which, I mean, throw in a twist of fate and, you know, plus yeah. three now. And all of a sudden you have a guy who's 12 on base, A speed, and is homering at, what is that, 18? Yep. Tripling at 17? Yep. That's pretty, that's pretty insane. Yep. I did not. I You were going to love me for this. I picked Freddie Galvis. <laughs> um, 10 R plus 1 on the on base is not the best. However, B speed and perfect fielding, I think that that 11 on base is perfectly fine for how much you're paying for him. Yep. Guy I would actually use, I love this guy, um, Simmons from the Angels. Again, gold glove icon at 5, perfect defense, and you get a good strat card, and that gets you out of a jam in no, in no time at all. Uh, Andy's got a 12 on base. His card this year is much better than it was last year, and I loved his card last year. He's a 390 salary, 12 on base. Um, C-speed, which isn't great, uh, out at 5, singles at 8. See, what's actually interesting is he's only 5 points less than Gene Segura, but they're totally different cards. Simmons is a little bit more balanced, but Gene Segura is offensively much, much more superior. That being said, I also picked Simmons <laughs> because I do love the balance, and I, shortstop and center field are, are one of those positions that if you skimp on defense... It's hard to make it up, yep. um, and to get that plus five compared to plus two is pretty drastic. I'm okay with the one to five out. They have the same homer. I like I like the balance of Simmons better than the bat of Segura, unless my stadium is Seattle. Then I'm going with Segura. Yep. All right, so we're moving over to the hot corner, third base. For me, this was an easy one. For the top guy is Nolan Arenado. Yeah. And for me, to, I mean, he has four icons. He homers at 19, doubles at 16, singles at 8, um, he's out at 4. And he's got 4 fielding. And he's got positive clutch. The only downside is he's got C-speed. But, you know, if you double that low, you're yeah. driving in runs, which makes up for him not necessarily, may not be able to, you know, take that extra base. So for me, this was a no-brainer. I agree. I also picked Arenado. However, he should come with a warning label. Because if you're paying 570 you should be warned that you're getting 12 on base yep. versus righties. Which is, I mean, I know I touted Dozier about the same thing, and Dozier, Dozier should rightfully also come with a warning label, but Dozier's redeeming factor is the A speed, whereas Arnado has the 12. So his chart, his icons, and his fielding are absolutely phenomenal, but his natural base hitting and speed is not exactly what you pay for for that much. All right, uh, we'll move on to undervalued. I went with my boy Matt Chapman. Uh, I had him mm -hmm. for the High Heat mm -hmm. League. He hit a couple home runs for me. He's 255. He's only 11 on base. But his for as cheap as he is, he's only a 7 out. And then he doubles at 16 and homers at 20. Yeah, I, I do like Matt Chapman a lot. And he's a, uh, he's a 3 fielding as well. So he's not a, not a slack there either. Very underrated. <laughs> I can already tell no one, anyone who listens to the podcast is not going to agree with me with this. I went with Josh Donaldson as my undervalued player. And... The, I mean, the obvious is he has two fielding. Let's just get that out of the way. That is not good. But 14 on base, doubles at 17, homers at... Is it 17 or 16? Uh, but anyway, four, 14 on base, B speed, homer at 19. He, yes, he is very expensive, but at the same time, you know, his... I think his, his chart is better than Aaron Judge's. 
same on base as Judge, faster than Judge, and everyone has no problem playing Aaron Judge. So I think everyone should take another look at Josh Donaldson. For uh, actual guy I'd use, I like Manny Mikado, uh, 19 mm -hmm. home run, and, he, and my other guy is Zach Cozart, who I'm a big fan of. Uh, he's a defensive of four, um, and he hit the second most home runs for me in the high heat league. Did you double pick on third base? Uh, I did, yeah. I kind of can go either way on that one. I guess you can do that when it's your own podcast. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I picked David Freeze again with the on base. He's 13 versus lefties, 12 overall. He's so cheap because he has E speed and a 22 plus homer, but. For 275, get someone with a 13 on base and plus three speed. Like, that's that's not too shabby. That's something I could definitely live with. All right, we will move to left field slash right field. Uh, I feel like this one's obvious. I chose Tony Gwynn as my top guy. I actually agreed with you. Oh, really? Um, okay. Which, which is pretty crazy considering how many good corner outfielders there are. And that he's 810 points. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, he's one of the few players that you look at him... When you look at him, you're very turned off by him because of that 810. Like, he costs more than Shohei Otani, and Otani plays two positions. But Gwen, if you've ever played a game with him, you really get what you get. Especially with how few people steal. That t being able to get on, I mean, his out's one to two. I'm pretty sure I rolled a like two, three, and a five on his chart. Yes, I got out on his own chart before. The, just the opportunity to get on base with them is so high. Even with the double at 17, um, that ace speed is practically a given to score. Yeah, and I think that is, for me, if if he can't double very easily, and if, if he has at least has ace speed, that'll help you on the flip side. Because once he gets on, if he might get walked, or he might only get a single, but A, you could steal because he has a uh, he doesn't have a stolen base icon. Um, that always throws me too. But he does have ace speed. So you get if you have a strat card, that's pretty good odds. And then B, if the you'll probably have him as your leadoff hitter. So you're, if you have your second or third um, batter, should be a doubles guy. If they hit a double again with a twenty, he should be pretty easy. You got good odds of him scoring. So I think that's kind of the balance for me is, you know, if if he's not hitting a bunch, as long as he gets a speed, that kind of helps on the back end. Um, I actually used Gwyn as my two hitter and liked that a lot because if you get Ideally, your leadoff hitter should be someone with speed, someone who can get on. I don't know, Tony Gwynn just seems like the perfect person to just keep that rally going and jumpstart it. Yeah, I have him. Uh, he's tentatively in the number two spot on my Salty League roster as well. So. Ah. Undervalued, I went with Mookie Betts. Uh, he's got a gold to go icon, 12 on base, 4 out, A speed again, 4 defense, and he singles at 8. I like that. I like that choice. Um, the and, it's, and it's interesting, too, because he's not particularly cheap either. He is 495 points, yeah. so definitely not cheap. And he also has a positive clutch as well. But I think, like, that's ignoring the on-base, that's an elite card. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, if he was a 13 or 14, like, everybody would be using him because he's got A-speed, defense of 4, which is... Is that the highest for a corner? Or yeah. five? No, 4 is yeah. the highest for a corner. So, yeah. So, I think I think he's, he's, he's a great card. Again, I'm using him tentatively on my salty league roster. <laughs> I agree, and it's it's actually shocking. That's I mean, that's why he's four ninety five versus you know if he had thirteen on base. I think even the all star card is actually very similar to uh, so the all star in twenty seventeen is very similar to the the uh, Mookie bets that we have in eighteen. I think the one exception I think he might have more power this year, but because of that 
that drop down to yeah a little yeah he's got more power a little more power oh that's the rate that's the regular 17 your your uh, excel spreadsheet's glitching out hey hey (laughs) who do you have front or value um i picked cole calhoun um okay so 12 on base i believe he has a natural homer if not he homers at 21 yeah, 12 on base, 4 fielding. He's a 21 home run. 21 home run, okay. So that's not too bad. Uh, plus 2 clutch. And he's really, really, really good once you play him at uh, Los Angeles American Stadium. Yeah, I was going to so. say, that's such a good stadium that if you use that stadium, you got to use him, yeah. Actual player I would use, and this goes back to last season's card as well. I think he, and and I kind of went back and forth between a, he, my pick for actual one I would use also... I think can go in the undervalued one as well. Mm. Uh, it's Jock Peterson. Yeah, uh, he has. Uh, he's only two hundred eighty salary. He's a twelve R plus one. Yeah. So he, you're getting thirteen on base against righties for less than three hundred, and he's a natural homer, and he's a lefty. Only thing, not only is he natural homer, he's nineteen plus, isn't he? Uh, I believe so. Yes. Like he's. I I do like. That's not who I picked, but I do love Jock Peterson a lot. I think you know who I picked. I mean, it's Nelson Cruz, obviously. No. No? No. I'll oh. give you a hint. He is eligible for left and right field. Oh. Uh, uh, let's see. So we're, not we're, going, we're going to outfield here. All right. Oh, yeah. Obviously, Tommy Pham. Oh, yeah. Your your love affair. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's mutual, maybe? I'll put on... I'll pro- I'm, uh, there's no way I don't roster him next, next season. 13 on base, B-speed, three fielding, wherever you put him in the outfield, because he's center field eligible... That one to five out, he's just one of the most well-rounded cards in the entire game, and for four twenty-five, what a deal! <laughs> All right, uh, last of the batters, we're heading over to center field again. For me, this one was a no-brainer for top, and that's Charlie Blackman. He's the best hitting card, in my opinion, in this set. Period. End of story. In the um, base set. In the base set, okay. yeah, base set. Uh, he's got 14 on base, speed uh, 16, speed fielding three, not ideal. But we've kind of highlighted previously other like if you tie him up with Mookie Betts or even a Jock Peterson, you know, not bad. Um, and I, outfield defense isn't as important Ooh. as infield, in my opinion. I think you can. That's another another topic of conversation. You're gonna forward. have a revolt on your um, hands once this hits slack. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, he's out, three out, singles at seven, doubles at 15, which is the best you can get, triples at 18, homers at 19, slugging, and home run icon. And he's lefty. Yeah. So I also went with Blackman, but the only reason I did go with Blackman is because Trout walks 5 to 10, and that's way too much. Yeah, that's killer for 700. That's brutal. I mean, Matt, Matt just mentioned how amazing Blackman's chart is. How he has two icons, his speed, his on base, his clutch, his feeling, how it all is real, really well balanced. Mike Trout's only five points less, which shows you how good of a card he is with his 15 on base and A speed and four fielding. Like he's better there. Natural homer, which obviously the 19 is better, but I'll take that, that 20 homer when he's not homering, he has A speed. Like it's a good trade off. Um, but that 7 to 10, or the 5 to 10 walk is. That's brutal. It's I, not good. I, I, yeah. That. I loved his card last in the 17 base set, but I I have had zero inkling of rostering him in 18 because that for me that you can't have a 700 point guy 
and have um, have like a thirty percent chance of walking. Oh yeah, that's a like that's brutal. Yeah, that's brutal. Um, that's a no go for me. All right, undervalued. I'll keep it short and sweet. Billy Hamilton. Oh. Um, kind of one of those punt candidates. <laughs> Throw him at the number nine slot, and uh, moving right along. Who's your uh, undervalued guy? Um, I went with Odubel Herrera. Um, okay. Mostly because I don't think he gets a ton of love, but he's twelve on base, B speed, four fielding, one to five out, and nine to eighteen single, which sounds like a large single range because it is, and it does last a little bit longer. But it, the fact that it starts as nine is pretty awesome. Yep. He only costs three forty. Like you can either hit him lead off or number two, and I think he's a perfect fit for either. Yeah, I love him. I had him in the high heat league, and he was my number seven hitter, I think. Which tells you all you need to know yeah. about my lineup. But he hit three home runs for me, I believe. One or two of which was a pitcher's chart homer, oh, wow. and one was a batter's chart homer. Or it was vice versa. But yeah, he hit three home runs for me, which, I mean, he's got a 22-plus home run. So, <laughs> not easy to do. So, I, I'm a big fan of him as well. And a guy, so for actual, a guy I've rostered, uh, D. Gordon. And he's got a uh, icon. It's four out. Seven single, speed of 20, and he's second and center field eligible, so you could potentially get wacky with your bench, and he's that much more valuable. I 100% agree. Um, I had D. Gordon on my uh, my high eight league playing center field. I think the biggest thing that most people... It's going to sound really, like, really rude, but what you'll have to get over about D. Gordon's card is that he homers at 24. He's not going to get your extra base hits, but that's not why you roster him. You roster yep. him for his speed, the fact that he can get on base, and he gives you good defense at two different positions. All right, so that wraps up uh, the hitters. Uh, or does it? <laughs> I picked DHs. Oh, you picked DHs. I didn't. That's okay. My DHs are obvious. Okay. So that wraps up part one. We'll come back with part two. In part two, we'll talk about starting pitchers, relief pitchers, and closers. And then we'll move on to um, talk about some unplayable cards along with the All-Star Game set. And also we'll talk Salty League rosters, and I will deliver my scorching hot take. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>